the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2 o'clock. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. Folks, it's time for DePietro to be joining me. One of my siblings happens to be a columnist and writer for the uh, Sun Chronicle. Her name is Donna Perry. And uh, DJ, I want to start off. Obviously, this was big news on Friday and media going up and down about it. And it has to do with Roger Stone. I, I just, I don't know if long-term, if that really will hurt the president, but, um, you know, like everything else with his base, I think Roger Stone was seen as he was being unfairly prosecuted, but obviously with, uh, the people, uh, not in favor of the president, uh, Roger Stone to them is the equivalent of the, just, there is absolutely no law and order within the Trump administration. Yes, and uh, great to be with you, J.D. Um, I, I agree. I think the Roger Stone thing, he commuted the sentence um, from the Trump base point of view. I think they really like that uh, in the middle of what's not been a great, you know, couple of months for Trump. I think it gave them something to cheer. Um, and I think it plays to that piece of what com becomes the election sort of season message, J.D., is that it does help them feel like in the category of settling a few scores from the Russia probe, which I do think there's a lot, you get a lot of energy from that. And I think that's how they view that. It was, he was kind of wrongfully gone after and it was over aggressive at the whole thing at the house and, you know, CNN gets tipped off. And so those kinds of things, I think it represents uh, a little in the wind column from that perspective. Um, and the the witch hunt and and so characters like Stone and and General Flynn I don't mean characters but you know they kind of represent where there's kind of like this battling back against how Trump has portrayed it as the witch hunt so in that way um, I do think like the Stone moment helps the the part of the base that really cares about that but I would say in the bigger picture. Um, as you and I have talked about, there is no bigger character than the virus <laughs> in, in this whole thing. And so I think it, it has some legs right now, but I don't think this is going to be the huge issue. It does help though, Trump with this, you know, these other side messages of saying, you know, I'm kind of settling some scores. We're in mid July. Uh, obviously the president, they'd like to put the virus behind us. As this is really a race, seemingly the president versus the virus, because to me, it's not really him versus <laughs> right. Biden. It's it's him versus anyone other than him. But right now, I mean, you tell me being objective, who's winning, the president or the virus? 
Yeah, COVID-19 is winning. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, J.D., I think there's just now, um, which is why it should be worrisome to them. We're going to turn the corner to late July. I feel like they don't have a plan B. And if it uh, in terms of just the Trump script and the, uh, certainly his in-person interaction um, with the base, which is really a lot of what, you know, propelled him in 2016. And I agree with you. I mean, I think as we've seen the trajectory of this thing, it's the country's very fraught about the degree to which you quote, like live around it, live with it. The, you know, are we rolling back restrictions? Obviously it's just on fire in Southern states in California. Um, But I would just say they, they, you know, I think they, they underestimated it from the beginning and so it's kind of a foe that Trump doesn't know, have a natural skills, how to handle it. Um, because I think in handling it, he missed some opportunities where he needed to have more of an alliance and be allies more with the medical professionals as opposed to he's obviously now has this contentious relationship with them and, you know, almost trying to make them a foe. Yeah, I think it's a huge mistake. Um, and I would just say, I, I just a a quick observation on some of how some of his people operate. I I don't know that he's got some of the strongest sort of spokespeople. He can't do every interview and he, I think he tweets too much anyway. And, you know, I've seen where like you have the Hogan Gidleys kind of coming out and someone was interviewing him and JD, it was just almost embarrassingly off base in my view. Mm. You know, he's reaching back to stuff about like, no one cares right now that Trump created jobs for African-Americans right. last year. That, right. that might, have, might as well have been last century when yeah. you're dealing with this moment. So, you know, I think from their campaign perspective, it's kind of worrisome. I, I just don't know that they've wrapped their arms around the issue and how to combat it. And um, I think they're trying to improve on that. Um, although I will say in that interview, if I may, there was a, I noted in about five minutes, three times, and I think this was kind of poll tested, Hogan Gidley kind of said, the president, you know, uh, cares and worries about, you know, the public's health with this. Because I think they poll tested and found that a lot of independent type of voters, they don't sense that from him. And that's that's very problematic. Yeah. What do you make of um, the fact that the rally supposed to be New Hampshire rally? Now, that really came out of nowhere. I mean, it was announced on last Sunday and all of a sudden on Friday, they announced because of, uh, you know, the tropical storm that was making its way. Now, it was going to be different. It was going to be obviously in New Hampshire and partly outside with the hangar. Uh, But you have to also wonder of the the governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, he said, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go to the rally. I'm not going to stand out in the middle of the throng of people with this virus rampant. You didn't have... Um, you didn't have a lot of people. You didn't have actually have anyone camped out the way sometimes in the past. These people came out for days because they want a good spot inside. Right. There was nothing like that. Uh, I noted the president actually did some local interviews. He did uh, interviews in New Hampshire. He did a Boston radio station trying to kind of pump up uh, support for it almost. And I was explaining to someone that's like you go back way back to the old days where if you were to an act at the work musical theater, they'd put them on with salty the day before to try to get ticket sales up a little bit. Right. Uh, doing an interview, you know, you do some uh, pre-promote and all of a sudden they, they pulled it. Now, you know, there was the threat of a storm, but do you think it was that a blessing or it, it was a little odd because granted New Hampshire is certainly not a battleground state. And if you believe the polls, um, Biden is ahead in New Hampshire, even though the president barely lost that to Hillary in 2016. But what do you make of uh, Donna Perry, them canceling the Trump rally? Yeah, I thought the whole thing of that was kind of strange. Um, and, and it was you're right. It was very last minute um, that it was then just getting pulled off the schedule. They kind of hid behind the, the storm, certainly didn't materialize to, to what that was going to be anyway. I mean, we're in New England, we know. Um, I just thought it was kind of odd. I mean, later, I, I didn't know whether partly it was him handling that the uh, stone thing would get really done because that was kind of coming together at the same time. 
um, whether they needed his attention on some final details about that, J.D., I, I don't know. Um, but I, I think it's now if you're the campaign rally team, um, it, it kind of looks like oh for 2 because, you know, we know Tulsa came out wrong. And I, I think that should tell them something bigger about where the public is about this idea of, of standing around a bunch of other people. Mm. Um, and I think the public, you know, does feel that way. Uh, Corey Lewandowski, I think, was supposed to kind of be, you know, the point guy on that. So um, I'm not sure we know the full story of how that was going to quickly come together and then get pulled away. It could have been they they felt a little thrown and embarrassed if the Republican governor is not going to be there. Sununu, you know, um, uh, I don't know. It, it, I do think, as I've said, I think they kind of need a stronger plan B because I think it's getting really obvious and especially in these bigger Southern States, JD, that he, he can't lose them in his column now, you know, and people would say, well, Oh, Florida, Texas, that's, you know, a given Georgia. I don't know. I don't know if those are a given for him in the environment we're in. So I, I think that the New Hampshire thing it could have been, it just might have been a con- b- bunch of reasons, but I think they were kind of, you know, um, you know, fibbing to say it was about a rainstorm. Well, there's to- certainly battleground states that if you're going to, you know, try to really get the base up here and get support and mobilize, um, the, the biggest one is Florida. And, and right now, as we're following, Florida is an absolute disaster with the virus. And keep in mind, you know, this is where the Republican convention is supposed to be. Uh, which right. we'll move to of course. next month. So I don't, yeah. right now, do you see a scenario? And what we're trying to get at a larger uh, picture here is, I mean, it as much as people say there's a lot of, you know, it's still early. Um, it is mid-July and you go, you know, mid-August, mid-September, mid-October. I, I really talking three months. I don't believe the undecideds for this race. I don't think it's a big number. I think, there are many, many people in the country that that already have their mind up, made up one way or the other. I'm not saying there aren't some undecideds and, you know, a lot could happen with how the Democrat yeah, convention yeah. goes and how Biden handles himself on uh, on some of these debates. But it, it it's not a year out. Uh, the window is certainly closing. And I think you're exactly right that what they feel may have been the battle plan. Um, they, they need a plan B here. They need a plan B here in like really fast. Well, I, exactly. And I, I would say if anyone just, <clears throat> excuse me, anyone to say, you know, oh, it's so early. Like you point out, John, it is not so early no. in the presidential race with so much on the line. Um, I would also say that ironically, despite the optics of, you know, Mr. In the Basement, the energy with the voter, the energy is with Biden, you know, and I think that they kind of underestimate that there's only so many times you can keep repeating that oh he looks lethargic and he loses his sentences that doesn't matter for a lot of people and i've said this before this could be one of those unique elections where it's less about gung-ho to the challenger is they're voting out the incumbent yes um, and I just don't know if some of the people around him are really, really understanding that. Cause let's be honest, he listens to a lot of people who were new to politics, especially his family mm. and his adult kids. And I don't know that, you know, Don Jr. is capable of really seeing how this landscape looks. I'm, I mean, I, I think they know their own internal polling. Um, but I would just say to your point, that's very, very good, J.D. What, what they're not seeing, I think you're right. I think most people's minds are made up. But the problem for Trump is there are people who were generally with him. They're not going to go to Biden. But I would question if people who feel very distracted and preoccupied by this whole virus year, they probably feel demoralized. They feel financially very nervous. A lot has happened to their household, right? They're kind of saying... Is my kid going back to school? They are. They're not. You know, college. Oh, but I'm worried and they're going to go. But there's all these things going on. And I think like his piece of the electorate, J.D., does not have the energy uh, and that whole sense of clarity of like we're with him like the 2016 
thing. And number one, I think it's dangerous if they think they're going to, you know, replay that playbook. Um, and I do think it matters that people, this has long been known, and it's a misunderstood in politics when you talk about the vote. People do sit out an election when they feel either demoralized, as I say, you certainly have people feeling very distracted this year. That's probably an understatement. And then you have the larger looming issue of the way they're going to vote. You know, asking mail ballot voting, J.D., does require a person to take an extra step. Right. Because they have to attend to that. Okay, the ballot, you know what I mean? And like that whole thing is a huge issue. And it it is an issue where whoever has the energy in the voters is going to prevail, in my opinion, you know, and, you know, so that's where it is. uh, That is to the advantage of Team Biden. Folks, coming up, we are going to talk about mail ballots, also statue of uh, the Virgin Mary attacked in Boston, protesters outside of Governor Rundle's house, also the White House turning on Dr. Fauci, that and a lot more with Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401-434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. They will buy gold silver other precious metals old broken new silverware jewelry serving trays tea coffee sets or pieces listen why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need call leo at vero industries 401-434-8900 impeccable reputation folks they know the industry better than anyone and they'll give you what it's worth your gold silver also a buyer of individual coins, coin collections, watches, half earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, and other precious metals? Call Leo, 401-434-8900. Weekend evening appointments are available. Two locations or at your location, their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them Vero Industries. 401-434-8900. Listen, get cash for that gold, silver, other precious metals you have. Call Leo, 401-434-8900. One more time, 434-8900. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest digital marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508 336 
7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508 508- 336-7801. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. With me, she is a columnist for the Sun Chronicle. She is Donna Perry. Well, Friday night, I, I thought the president delivered maybe one of the best speeches of his presidency. Boy, you'd never know it from the way the media depict Suddenly, you know, now uh, this incredible historic uh, spot in America. And if for those that did not watch it, it was it was just completely depicted as if the president went to a, a, a racist location in the state, in the country and delivered a, a racist speech. Yeah. Well, that that. I see that Mount Rushmore speech um, that will become a very pivotal speech. Um, really, J.D., not just in this moment. I think of his presidency because, um, and people will refer to it that way, you know, the Mount Rushmore speech. Um, I think it, it did a couple things. First of all, it became kind of the kickoff to the camp, to the campaign in a way that Tulsa failed to do. I think he, you know, it wasn't just a campaign moment. It was a presidential moment. But I do believe it was both. Um, and I think he, he standing in that backdrop, um, you can't deny, you know, the, the symbolism of the moment. I mean, I think he framed up the moment right now better than what anyone has done. And he said, you know, basically, um, th- there's a movement to really go after our heritage and undermine our country at every level. And that's very different than what I think well-intentioned average Americans were thinking of what a lot of the protests they're seeing were really about, you know, and I think that he framed that up um, because what's happening now is very different from a month and a half ago. But, you know, as we know, and if you cover the news every day, but a lot of, you know, very weary Americans at this point, they don't, you know, they don't follow every twist and turn. And I think that's, it's been very unsettling to them. And I think he really captured, um, this great discomfort and unease and, and that people feel about saying, what, you know, what, what is this attack on everything of our founders um, and even, you know, the constitution. Um, and, and I think that he just, uh, again, I've said this before, you know, he's certainly controversial and I've talked many times. I don't like a lot of things about the way he operates, but he very skillfully, I think framed that, and he kind of captured the growing sentiment among average people that a lot of what they're seeing feels very unsettling and it feels, makes them feel defensive in, in that to say, you know, everything about the founding of America yep. was racist. And yes. I, I don't think the average person rightfully does not view it that way. And I think the idea that you're just going to shove aside Washington and Jefferson. And I've talked a lot about Lincoln. Um, And with that in that backdrop at Mount Rushmore, it it couldn't have been a clearer frame up of kind of this moment we're in. What does it say to you that uh, CNN and MSNBC, they didn't carry, I don't believe they don't carry the speech. They they were so critical of it, especially one of the People on CNN was yeah. like, you know, we did it a backdrop with uh, two new slave owners. And yeah. they um, seemingly are changing. They have their narrative for the president of the United States to fit who they believe is their audience. And it, it is a narrative where it is it is really attacks and nonstop negative coverage towards the president. Yeah, absolutely, J.D. And um, and we're, we've seen that turn by CNN, as we've uh, talked about, and and that you're seeing in this discussion of their ratings. And they're very aware of that. And they have a chairman, Jeff Zucker, who I think, you know, expects that of the anchors. He has this kind of bitter rivalry. He and Trump know each other and all that stuff. Um, And I think that there is no question 
that CNN believes it is to their profit ratings advantage, yep. um, which I think is, you know, it, which is awful that they just think that's to their ratings advantage. They've really given up anything that they used to be viewed right? Uh, really as kind of something in the middle of the news reporting in between the MSNBC far left anchors and Fox. And um, so I, I think you're right. I mean, I think that they just, you know, those anchors, they jump in the seat and they got the mic on and it's like, you know, and, and the whole takeaway after this contentious summer, that kind of a backdrop, he's, he makes bold, you know, controversial statements. But the fact that most of their coverage was just this repetitive thing of they where were the masks and, you know, and they were all sitting near each other. Yeah. I mean, and they spend hours on that. Um, and I think South Dakota's uh, governor, who I think is also who is a rising star for the Republicans, yes. um, she absolutely is Governor uh, Nome. And, and, you know, she, I thought, has adeptly, uh, deftly kind of said, we've had one of among the lowest rates of the virus spread in the nation. And this is my decision. Um, she encourages mask wearing, but she won't mandate it. And, you know, and yep. the fact that he makes a speech like that in a moment like this and half of their coverage is this repetitive, tiring, obsessive thing about who has a mask on and who doesn't. Yeah. Um, and you certainly don't see that when they're covering a protest. What do you think? <laughs> right. of, um, you know, I caught Susan Rice on Meet the Press. I, I believe that was arranged as almost like an audition with the Biden people. I, I, after seeing her, I mean, we'll, we'll still see about the situation with Val Demings in Florida, but, um, and, and I don't know, Kamala Harris, for whatever reason, but I, I, at this point, I, I think Susan Rice will be the Biden VP choice. Um, I mean, we will see, but I thought she handled it very well. She brings a lot to the table. I would be surprised if she's not the choice, but, um, but just going on that, what do you think in the next within a month now or with this month, we will, yeah. I believe, find out who exactly the VP choice is going to be for Biden. So my sense is that they have not 100 percent settled on the choice. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and they do sense a very, you know, shifting dynamics are shifting almost week to week in the country. And I think I think a couple things. I think they're a little nervous by that. I don't know that they've settled on it, but I think you're right in a couple of things. Um, first of all, what they, you know, they're kind of leaking out to selective reporters to that's intentional. They're leaking out yep. that she may be really at the top of the list. And I think part of that is done is they're actually trying to gauge the reaction yes. from corners of their party that are not yep. always with them. And, and they're probably trying to gauge the reaction of see if black lives matter um, sort of, you know, throws out some kind of reaction. So I think there's a little bit of that. They're kind of trial ballooning with yeah. her is what I think is going on. You're right. Um, and I think that as we've mentioned, some of these mayors who may have been at the top of the list and Val Demings, but she's connected to the police department career she had. Um, I think they're very worried to have someone who looks a little more centrist and doesn't have is not in the middle of these kind of volatile moments of right now jd you know susan rice has never been a mayor you know she's not part of that she's not running a you know a city where it's having a lot of controversy so she's been um, vetted she's been she's vetted, been vetted. Um, yeah. and very close to obama yeah um so boy they're sure grabbing on to obama's yeah. <laughs> collar between yeah. biden and her i mean I don't know. You know, I think it's it's I think you're right. I think she could then emerge as just the safe Washington establishment person. And and that is really how she would be. Yes. Um, she's a black female, but she yep. doesn't have, you know, Kamala Harris, I think, despite being better than a senator and ran herself. um I do think you just have this climate where anyone who's been connected to, let's say, the law enforcement community, right. as she was a prosecutor, yes. you know, and, and they have a lot of, uh, you know, figures in, in that movement who, you know, just have this burn down the, you know, the justice system. And so I think Rice could emerge that way. Um, and they feel maybe she's kind of safe and she importantly matches him john i think yeah well i think that's the biggest thing yeah I mean, the comfort level that, for him 
Exactly. And Jill Biden has a big, uh, big say in that. I, I after seeing her, I think that's the choice. I agree with you. I don't think it's 100 percent, but I think she has gone to the front of the line. And that just might be the, the type of individual that they are most comfortable with. Folks, coming up, we are going to talk uh, a lot more. Again, our segment is the Petro Debate. Donna Perry is a columnist for the Sun Chronicle. It all continues right here on the John DePietro Show. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, call today, free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call, free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV, an off-road vehicle. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401-353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook and their website is aemazika.com. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in store lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. With me is Donna Perry, columnist for the Sun Chronicle. DJ, um, just talking about, I, I don't know about you, but this business, of, if the entire election is going to mail ballots for the fall, number one, it certainly doesn't give me a lot of confidence. You also touched on, for a lot of people, that becomes a hassle. And then some people just say, I'm just going to sit it out. I'm just along for the ride on this. Whoever, you know, I don't like the way things are going. Whoever gets elected gets elected. But yeah. not everyone lives it, breathes it, passionate about it every single day. I think I th- I would say that sides of both sides are ramped up. There's definitely money and, and energy with the Trump side, but there's a lot of energy on the other side as well. But uh, the mail ballots for the fall, that certainly could create a problem that if I'm team Trump and the day after the election – Due to all these, quote, mail ballots, they say that Joe Biden's the president. I, I think 
we are looking at what is going to be a crisis. They're saying that this could be days afterwards in certain key states that that they're going to have to examine all these mail ballots because of well, that, the delayed element of the mail with the pandemic. Right. And, and that's, that's really part of what is very worrisome. I mean, first of all, the infrastructure in most states to manage uh, massive mail ballot voting, they've never done it before. No. Um, J.D., you over the years have done great reporting on, you know, the Secretary of State's um, oh. Gorbea. And, you know, Goodness. to say there's been some sloppy mistakes oh. is kind of put it, putting it nicely. And, you know, I will point out that in most states, even if you have you have a lot of Republican governors, but somehow traditionally, I think you have a lot of Democrats who run the election, whether it's the secretary of state or, you know, these boards of elections. And some of this will get down, J.D., to these very local oh sort of, you know, local political people. Um, it, there's no question it's going to get like that. They haven't really been tested on this. Um, I've talked about this before. There was a case just in a local smaller thing in Worcester where they found a closet yes. had like hundreds of unopened ballots. Wow. Now, again, it wasn't so much on the line like the presidency, but it just shows that they're not equipped. I mean, if you look at local, let's say in Rhode Island, a local board of canvassers and even the secretary of state's office. Do they have the infrastructure? You're going to like all the stuff's going to come through the mail. We know how they operate. They're not, you know, they don't have the infrastructure for it. So it's problematic in that way. But in terms of when you say who's got the energy with the vote, what I'm trying to say is the Democrats are going to use all these little, you know, justice organizations. If they oh, have yeah. the word justice next to it, like, OK, you're on the team and they are. But they're going to really use them to get around to parts of the population who maybe usually don't participate in voting. And they're going to go in to wherever those people are. It can be community centers. Everything is fair game, J.D. You go in, you're armed with blank ballots. Here, you just have to sign it. You're going to check this off. We know that's going to happen. Um, and they have a lot of armies who are ready and willing to do that, you know, there. And that's where I see the danger to Trump. And I would just say on the Republican side, I don't see that kind of, you know, mini army really set up to be sure people are getting their vote out. And um, obviously there's many, you know, very energetic Trump supporters. You have good Republican infrastructures in some states, but what I just described, I mean, that's going to happen in just a massive effort, yes. you know, and we know that. J.D., before the whole mess of the virus and the protests, the Democratic Party, you know, they've just been waiting for this moment of the late summer of, of you know, 2020. Yeah. Um, well, so I just I worry about that. And something that uh, in the past, the rallies proved to be pivotal to track down voters, uh, Trump voters, and organize them. And, and that was a great sense. I mean, when they were really rolling four years ago and the rallies were constant and sometimes, you know, more than one in a day, it was a tremendous tool to identify potential voters and then get them to the booths. What do you, um, what do you make of uh, Donna Perry? That uh, the mayor of New York, I mean, New York City, of which we both lived in and love, but it's really uh, problematic right now. You know, there's not one restaurant open and yep. the uh, the violence is going through the roof. But I, I also thought it was pivotal that Mayor de Blasio to make such a show and paint Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower. I, I think that also just symbolizes how far things have broken, that it was basically done just to poke a finger in the eye of the president. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, de Blasio could single-handedly take New York back like like 40 years. And yeah. I'm not being dramatic. You brought this up, I think, last week. You Very rightfully so, J.D. People forget uh, the New York that came about by the 90s and the early 2000s that everyone loved. It was one of the safest cities in the country. It doesn't take much to go back to the 1970s New York. That's right. Where people... There was, you know, this random street thugs, mugging shootings, just, you know, open season robbery, which, by the way, we're now seeing return on the streets. It's been reported murders are like up by 200 percent. 
Um, and they talked about, uh, you know, all of that. De Blasio, though, who was just to do that kind of really, like you say, that was nothing but like a, it was just like street theater. Yeah, yeah. It's just a stunt, a political stunt, wow. by the way, to the black community, which we saw what happened mm. over the 4th of July weekend. J.D., you know what? Painting that avenue, that doesn't actually change no. anything. No, nope. it doesn't change anything. And no. if, I mean, if I were advising, you know, some of the people who sincerely want true change that is away from some of the crazy stuff like, oh, let's undermine Christianity. You know, they, they need to stand up to Democrats like him. He doesn't care. That's not going to represent one iota of more young black kids getting into a college. It doesn't mean they're going to have a career. It doesn't enhance their financial well-being. It doesn't. You know, it's a slogan. It's on an avenue. It was done just to taunt Trump. Uh, and if they don't see where that is really, again, that gives him you know, a pass out. It gets him to say, oh, look, I'm with the movement just because he's painting stuff on the street because he knows that as time goes on and as New Yorkers see increasing crime and there's a lot of, as we know, very uh, prominent and, and very influential people who have long lived in that city and he's going to get an earful when they hear that, you know, whether their very expensive apartment building was vandalized in the front lobby. Or someone's going to get held up at gunpoint who's a real big shot. It's going to happen. And yep. so he's doing these stunts because he knows he's not going to really be able to stand up to the police union forever either. There's an you interesting know? development also with the schools. Now, California, they go back uh, mid-August. They announced yesterday, think of that, California, they are not sending the kids back to the classroom. But I also noticed it's interesting. Governor Mundo and the education commissioner were uh, – proactive and they a couple weeks ago they came out and announced uh governor mundo said we want those kids back in the classroom and this year august 31st all schools go back uh providence schools never have gone back before labor day they always go the wednesday after and a lot right, of teachers right, call out right. the first few days anyway but um <laughs> but i've noticed that since president trump announced he wants them back now there's an article about the providence schools and they don't have a union contract and as we know, now it's like a bargaining chip. We don't feel safe. But what I also find interesting, Donna Perry, is Governor Raimondo suddenly felt uncomfortable when it was brought out at one of the press briefings that, that basically because her and the president are on the same page, the kids should be back at school. I, do you think, are we going to see children now? Right now, Rhode Island, the way it is, and, and mass, the, uh, the totals of the virus are way down. But there definitely is a nervousness, which I understand, with certain teachers and with some parents. But do you think, will we see kids back in the classroom in the fall? Well, I think in states like Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it, it would be shameful and it would simply be political football to yeah. not put the kids back. These states have overcome a lot. Um, I think a state like Rhode Island and a city like Providence, where you can absolutely document, J.D., that large percentages of those kids that are, you have a high uh, poverty population in the Providence schools, um, and they did not really log on. They really, you know, that the, the union is telling uh, fiction that they were benefited by remote learning. I mean, there's plenty of data to show that the most vulnerable kids, guess what? They got hurt the worst by remote learning. That's so, right. you know, when they want to keep hiding behind, we do everything for the children. You know what? You have some of the poorest children in Rhode Island in that city, uh, whether it's Alorza and Ramondo, that, that really has to be put to her and say, you know, you thought it was shameful when we've already seen all the disasters in the Providence school system. And now you're going to have kids who are getting no support at home who they, they depend on that environment for a lot That's of right. services, whether it's yes. meals and lunch and everything. You know, I, I just think the media has to do their job on that question. And if you're going to say black lives matter, black children's lives matter, and that just doesn't mean uh, in a contentious shooting, that, that also means the development of their life, which is really critical when you're talking about eight, 10 years old or 12 years old. Um, I, and I think the teachers unions, it's shameful if you're right. There's, it's like if Trump wants it, they're against it. That That's is right. pure political football. 
Yeah. Um, and, and I also think that that's what you're seeing play out, but you know, that she has to stay tough. Uh, I see no, I don't see where Baker is folding um, for the state. Now, how the city of Boston will handle it. They're saying they're going to go back because there was data done that showed and on the city of Boston, which has a high percentage of, you know, poverty students, they did not benefit by remote learning. No. And it should be worrisome to people when a child never logs on what is going on in that household or you know, whatever is the situation that should be very worrisome to people. And, you know, the Randy Weingartens of the world, That's right. um, they, they, they don't care, J.D. I, they see a power play here. They see more money they want. They're talking about money and the big covid bills. Um, I also think people should be a little bit worried that there's a little precedent getting set, because I think there are teachers who might like it this way. Let's face it. They're at home. Yeah, uh, I think once they learn you know, the platforms get easier and easier for them, J.D., like go they're home and they have a cup of coffee and they're not, you know, handling fussy children. And, you know, they're uh, they get they take, what, an hour or two to prep and then they're managing it. Uh, I would be very worried that a that a dangerous precedent is being set here uh, by educators who might really like the arrangement. And I think that's shameful. School is for the social development of kids. They have to be in that environment. Um, so, and I think everyone has to learn that we have to take a larger risk. And, and I think what's happening is they don't, okay, you don't like Betsy DeVos and she's not a great messenger for them, by the way. Mm. Um, and if I were them, I, I wouldn't put her out front. I know she's the, been the secretary the whole time, but she's not that effective on this. Um, you know, but I also think it should be a state by state thing. And Rhode Island is in a much better place. You're not California. So you shouldn't be trying to copy states where they might have an issue to put kids in a classroom the next four weeks. So, and there's still some time to go. Donna Perry, how can people read your tremendous work with the Sun Chronicle? Thank you, JD. So the suncronicle.com. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Donna Perry, M a one. And I always post on my Facebook page too. So DJ, great job. We'll talk to you again. Great to be with you. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's My Health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in. Swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Johnson Propane. Folks, stop in and see Phil Johnson. You can call him at 621-8129, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Now, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's, 
They're open seven days a week for all your propane needs. It's Johnson Propane. Propane tanks filled, plus they have tanks and supplies. Here's the thing with Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. They'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, most of the time, if you bring it somewhere, they swap it out and they charge you 22 bucks. Not with Johnson Propane. Phil will refill that Blue Rhino tank for just $15. They're open seven days a week, right next door to Wendy's. Credit cards accepted. Nine to seven each day. Stop it and see Phil, and he never runs out. He's always backed up. Since 1971, you can depend. Johnson Propane. Bring in your propane tanks. Call him 621-8129. Better yet, stop in and see him. 904 Manton Avenue of Providence. Right in front of the stop and shop. The guy is a legend. And right next door to Wendy's, it's Johnson Propane. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now. Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that on the dashboard at the website, you'll see where it says Radio Show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on radio show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look right now spring is the time you can text jared free same day text estimate 401-617-2585 they have a great facebook page bethel certified soft wash let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home the side of your home on your pavement on your patio maybe it's on the basketball court Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property, with Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. Now, Jared, he came to our house. Folks, it looks brand new. Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Especially now, we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kids said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified soft wash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash <laughs> 